0: It's a new era for both college basketball and Carolina basketball, specifically with the proliferation of the three point shot basketball wide and the further embracing of it by Carolina's brand new head basketball coach. What did that mean for last year's Tar Heels? And more importantly, what does it mean for the 2022 23 Tar Heels? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making our show your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so go ahead and subscribe right now so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, for those of you watching, smash the like button and would love for you to leave a comment as we talk about three-point shooting today. It is indeed the fifth week of our summer stats series. Hard to believe we're rolling right through it. We've already touched on three point percentage and scoring, rebounding and last week free throw percentage. If you missed those, I'll link the playlist above so that you can check it out after you watch this one. But today is made three pointers. And because it's Tuesday, it's Trivia Tuesday. I need we need like a little drop for that Trivia Tuesday. (laughs) And, of course, we're talking about making your three-pointers. Brady Manick with 98 and Caleb Love with 93 combined for 191 made threes last season, the first time in Carolina history that two teammates made 90 or more free throws each. But it is not, however, the highest combined total for two teammates. So my question for you, friends, who had that highest combined total... What season was it? And what was that combined total? The answer coming up at the beginning of the second segment. Oh man, that's a good one. I love that trivia question. I can't wait to see who gets it right. Go ahead and make sure you comment right now. Stop what you're doing. Pause this video, pause the audio, say it in your head, write it down, whatever it is, and then let's hear it. All right, here we go. So let's first talk about the team and making three-pointers last season. Then we'll move into individuals and how they did, and as we do, we'll then wrap up by looking at projections and my bold predictions for the upcoming season. So, two things right off the top. Any counting stats, and I mean that as opposed to like average or um, percentage stats. So counting stats is like, you made a, th- a three-pointer, one. That's what I mean by counting stats. Any counting stats are inflated the further you go into a season. By the way, hint, hint, keep that in mind for your trivia answer. So, last season's run to the National Championship game was huge in terms of counting stats like this one and making them. Number two, if hiring Hubert Davis had an effect, a huge effect on any one specific stat area, might have been free throws, but you better believe it's going to be this one coming from one of the greatest three-point shooters in NBA history, right? Yes. Proof of which, here's your basic story from last year's team three-point shooting. They made 916, or excuse me, they attempted 916 of them. Attempted 916 three-pointers. Here's why I say that with such gravity. They're just the sixth Carolina team ever with 700-plus attempts. They're just the fourth Carolina team ever with 800-plus attempts. And as you might imagine, I'm about to say, they're the first Carolina team ever with 900-plus attempts. There's proof of the Hubert Davis effect on this offense. Interestingly, I said there were four teams that have shot 800-plus three-pointers. Excuse me. Three of those four have been within the last five seasons. The only ones, the only teams that didn't do that were the the two seasons affected by COVID. So 1920 and then 2021. The 1920 season wasn't really affected by COVID, but they would have had more games that season than whatever. But the fourth of those teams with 800 plus three pointer three point attempts, you'll never guess, unless you want to. Matt Doherty's last team, the 2002. 2003 Tar Heels attempted 822 three-pointers. That's the, that was the only problem with Matt Doherty. He, he was way ahead of his time. No, there, there were many problems with him as coach. And uh, so glad we got Coach Williams. But isn't that funny? 822 attempts in 2002-2003. That's two decades ago. Wow, crazy. Now, last year, in terms of team f- three-pointers made, 328 of them similar history look. Let's do that. They're just the third UNC team that has made 300 or more three-pointers. The other two were 2017-18 team and 2018-19 team, the the last two full seasons, essentially. So uh, three-pointers, just remember, they are on the rise across the nation. But this 328, that was the most makes ever. So Last year's Tar Heels team, the first ever Hubert Davis team, the most single-season three-pointers made in Carolina history, and the most three-pointers attempted in a single season in Carolina history. Wow. Let's take that a step further as we look at what the team did shooting threes. I, I'll, I'm always interested in the balance of two-point shots and three-point shots, Um some teams that have embraced it more, the three-pointer, have a, have a close to 50-50 split, which is bonkers to me. Mm-hmm. Last season, Carolina, 38% of their field goal attempts were threes. If, if you're not sure what a field goal attempt is, it's just basically any shot you make you take at the basket, that's not a free throw. So any shot in the course of the play of the game is a field goal attempt if you take a shot. Okay. So 38% of all those were three pointers last year. That is the highest percentage in Carolina history. So the highest number of three point attempts, the highest number of three point makes and the highest number of three pointers in terms of the balance of field goals between twos and threes. Now, interestingly, this is—I I thought it would be a big gap between this team and any Roy Williams teams, but it's not that big. Um, the the 2018-19 Tar Heels shot 35.8% of their field goal attempts were threes, and the the season before that, 35.1% of their field goal attempts were threes. So they had been creeping up at the end of the Roy Williams era, but um, really shot it over the moon in uh, last season at 38.8%. Uh, 38 flat percent of their field goal attempts last season were threes now in the Roy Williams era in total as always that was eight seasons Um, I, I vividly remember playing Villanova in some of those NCAA tournament matchups as as Jay Wright had become an early adopter of what everyone's doing now with Four perimeter players and one big. And I remember thinking, what is this wildness? What is Jay Wright doing? No wonder he's never won a championship. Oh, here we are three. (laughs) uh, Several, excuse me, two championships later for Jay Wright. And um, man, yeah, he was on to something. And now it is what everyone's doing. Coach Williams obviously was a slower adapter given his two big lineups. But Coach Davis, on the other hand... I think we're going to just keep going in that trajectory of more and more threes as many others are. Now, it's not willy-nilly chuck it up. We're not Grinnell College. If you never heard of Grinnell College, go look it up. You'll thank me later. It's one of my favorite things to watch is Grinnell basketball. Anyway. There's going to be a lot more three point attempts. Just keep watching the Hubert Davis era. Now we need to shift our attention from talking about the team and their three point shooting to looking at the individual members of that team. But before we get to that, I need to tell you about LinkedIn are as you gear up for fall you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders linkedin jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free create a free job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of 800 of over 810 million people then Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Well, that means you should post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so friends, the Tuesday trivia answer. Here's the question again for you. Brady Manic and Caleb Love combined to make 191 three-pointers last year. They both had over 90, 98 for Manic, 91, or excuse me, 93 for Love. Um, first two teammates ever in Carolina history to make ninety or more each. However, it's not the highest combined total for two teammates. So the question is: who are those teammates? What season was it and what was their total? Give you another second. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, here we go. It was Justin Jackson and Joel Berry. It was the national championship season, so 2016 17. And they combined to make 193, so besting Manic and Love by just two. Uh, You might recall Joel Berry hit 88 that season. Justin Jackson hit 105 threes, the first Tar Heel, and still only Tar Heel, to break triple digits. Really thought Manic was going to get there and do it last year, uh, but he didn't. Ah, Really could have used that 99th at the end of the national championship game. He tripped on the baseline, Urgh! man, okay, sorry, sad memories, the individual leaders last year, we just talked about Manic making 98, Caleb Love making 93, and then beyond them, you drop down to RJ Davis, who made 66, and by the way, you might remember this, but it's, well, I'll come back to that. So Manic, 98, Love, 93, RJ Davis, 66. There's a big drop after those three, down to Kerwin Walton, who was fourth with 23 made threes, Leaky Black with 17, and Dawson Garcia with 12. No other Tar Heels had double-digit made three-pointers last year. And so let's look at some of these individuals in more depth. And obviously that's going to start and frankly end with Brady Manic and Caleb Love because they just... Slayed three-point shooting last year. Brady got off to for what he expected and what we expected of from him and for him, a slow-ish start compared to again what he was wanting in expectations. Um there just a lower percentage than he wanted. There were two different games in the first nine where he didn't hit a three. And so I know there was some frustration for him there, but he started turning it on after those nine games, Carolina played 39 total games after those first nine games over the course of the final 30. Here's what he did. Had at least one three, 29 of those final 30 games. The only time without was the loss to Virginia tech in the ACC tournament. He hit multiple threes in 20 of the 25 final games. He hit multiple threes in 12 of the final 13 games. That Virginia tech game I just mentioned was the only one he didn't. That's insane. He had three or more made threes in nine of the final ten games. Wrap your brain around that. Again, that Virginia Tech game, the, lone, uh, st- the, the standalone outlier where he didn't. And perhaps most importantly, he hit three or more threes in all six NCAA tournament games. I mean, that's just insane what he did. That consistency is a wonderful quality and one that... Coach Davis is going to be searching for but we'll get to that soon. What then about Caleb Love? Well, guess what? He also only had three games without a made three-pointer last year, and all of those came within the first 11. So both Manic and Love, slowish starts, and then off to the races the rest of the season. So that means after those first 11 games, Caleb Love hit at least one three-pointer in each of the final 28 games of the season. That's impressive. Very impressive. Now, as we talked about Manic and what he did particularly down the stretch with a high volume consistency of made threes, Caleb, that's where Caleb differed a little bit. His volume consistency was a little more up and down, a little more back and forth. Uh, You couldn't necessarily count on uh, multiple threes in in a whole bunch of games in a row. He'd have one and sprinkle it and all that, but he made at least one, again, in 28, the final 28 games. However, interestingly, Caleb Love had more games with multiple threes than did Brady Manic. Brady had 25 of those types of games, and Caleb Love had 27 games where he hit multiple threes. So, um, really, I mean... We're nitpicking there, right? Both of them were ballers. Again, the only teammates in Carolina history to make 90 or more threes in a single season. Really, really, really insane stuff. So let's talk about that drop-off. We From Manic to Love, and then we've got Davis, Walton at 23, Leaky Black at 17, Dawson Garcia at 12. Let's go to the ones that were these guys under double digits. The first of whom I want to touch on is Puff Johnson who only had six made threes out of 26 attempts. Now, I'm not saying he's ever going to be Cam. I'm not convinced that that's him or his game. But he's capable of more than that. Again, Puff Johnson has battled injury each of his first two years, and I really, really am intrigued and interested to see what a, a hopefully healthy Puff Johnson looks like as a junior this season. Now, Demarco Dunn, Dontre Styles, the two freshmen, and Justin McCoy, who was a newcomer to the program, each hit three three pointers. I'm not necessarily expecting a ton out of Styles or McCoy. Uh, you know, you, you like to get a couple like that here and there and when you can. But Demarco Dunn only hitting three. Some of that is is a symptom of playing time and opportunity, and who else is on the court. Taking shot attempts when he's out there, but Demarco, there's there's capability there to really grow, and you expect to see that um, coming in the upcoming season. Then th- there's the Armando Baycott of it all. He, you know, famously we had heard a lot last offseason about Armando taking and making a lot of three pointers. Um, in the the course of the actual season, only had eight attempts. Several of those were like end of shot clock. Oh, I've got the ball. i got to shoot. He made one. There you go. Mondo bringing it in. And I I know he had and has worked on it a ton, but it's just not his game. It's not what he is doing, at least for Carolina, and it's not what he needs to do for Carolina. With the amount of high-level shooters around him, it just wasn't necessary last season. And and we'll hit on that some more as we get into expectations for next season. But I just it's just it's just not needed from Mondo, quite frankly. And and you you want him to kind of live and camp out down there and do work. Now, I I almost went to this earlier, but I wanted to save it for the end of this segment because I love it so much. My favorite, favorite stat from last season when it comes to three-point shooting. Hands down, this is the first UNC team ever to have three players make at least 60 threes. Now we've already talked about how it was also the first team that had two teammates make 90 or more threes. That's insane. But I, I just think there's something about having three of them that each made 60 or more. And that's RJ Davis with 66, Caleb Love with 93, and Brady Manic with 98. And I, I don't know if that will ever be replicated. I think it Probably will, maybe even this next season under Hubert Davis. But that was something special, special, special. So then the question becomes, can they do it again? Can Carolina keep shooting these threes, keep pouring it in, keep spreading the floor and letting Armando work inside? Man, that's what we got to talk about now. A preview projections for the 2022-23 Tar Heels in terms of three-point shooting. So as we've been doing in each of these, let's start by talking about, first, what UNC loses in terms of three-point shooting. Well, on the transfer market, you have Dawson Garcia, Kerwin Walton, and Anthony Harris. Garcia made 12, Kerwin Walton 23, and Anthony Harris 3. So out of the transfers, you are losing 65 made threes. And then the big hit to graduation, Brady Manick, 98 made threes. Uh, you just cannot underestimate, you cannot overstate enough what a big loss this is. And I think, to me, this is the big thing that people continue to sleep on is, yes, Carolina returned so much, but Brady Manic did so much. And that is a hole that could not be replaced in the transfer portal. Hubert Davis said it himself. There's no Brady Manic out there Um and, and Pete Nance is going to be great, but he's not going to do all the things, particularly from the three-point line, that Brady Manick did. And so we're going to have to figure that out. Anyway, what uh, so that's what Carolina loses. What do they return? Well, of those, of those four guys that are gone, that's 136 threes out the door, out of 328 total that Carolina made. So in terms of returning three-point production... Carolina brings back 58.5% of their made threes from last season. That's still more than half, which is, again, in this day and age and era of college basketball and transfer portal, that's great. If you're bringing back more than half of any stat that's a positive (laughs) stat, you want to do that. Now, it's not close. Remember, in terms of points, in terms of scoring, Carolina brings back 71.2% of their total points. We're not touching that number in terms of three-point percentage. And and why is that so askew? Why are those numbers so far off? One word, Baycott, right? Armando Baycott's coming back so much of his scoring output, which is a big part of that 71.2%. Remember, he led the team in points per game, is inside, it's not from the three-point line. So that's why you have such a discrepancy between returning three-point production and returning scoring production in general. So we've talked about what's lost and what's returning. What about what's new? Well, let's first look at Mr. Pete Nance, and then in a minute, as we've been doing, we'll compare and contrast what Pete Nance will bring versus what Armando Baycott, Armando Baycott, Brady Manick takes away. Pete Nance has 106 career-made threes with a high of 42 last year. So again, not not near as much volume as some of the other guys. Of course, however, keep in mind he is going to shoot a higher volume of threes at North Carolina than he did at Northwestern just based on playing style and and role and what he's going to be asked to do. And so we're going to project... I'll project his numbers in just a minute. What else is new? The freshmen. Well, let's let's look historically. Freshmen, regardless of how good they are as a shooter, have historically struggled at three-point shooting. I, I always like to bring up Kenny Williams. Made one three-pointer his freshman year, and it was in, I believe, the quarter... It was in definitely the ACC tournament. I believe it was the quarterfinals, and I think it was against Georgia Tech. I'm going to have to... You can check me, or I can check myself later, Whatever. That's just a classic example of freshmen struggling to shoot threes at Carolina. Kerwin Walton broke that mold two seasons ago. He was the best three-point shooter on that team, set a record for three-point percentage by a freshman. I had been writing pieces about, does Carolina have a three-point freshman curse? And thankfully, he helped show that they don't. However, you can't bank on... The, the one outlier, Kerwin Walton, coming in, you got to more assume that the incoming four freshmen are going to do more like what h- history has shown. However, keep in mind, all four of these freshmen do come in with reputations of being able to make threes to varying degrees. Um, but we're going to have to see it in action, just like we talked about last week with free throw shooting. It's just different in the college game. And so uh, let, let's not really try to predict or project what they'll do other than we'll put some raw numbers on it here in just a minute. I think playing time is going to play a huge role in how many they can each make. I would imagine Seth Trimble is going to have the most playing time of the four and so I wouldn't be surprised if he made the most of the four of them but it's going to come down to playing time and who's taking the most. You know, Tyler Nickel with all his swag and confidence, maybe he's hoisting up more threes than the other guys. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. And so rather than projecting the freshmen individually, what what if we just said, hey, what if the freshmen, the four of them, the quartet combined to make 20? An average of five each. That means if Will Shaver makes one, maybe Seth Trimble makes nine and, and they average five to get right like I I think that is a fair number to put on them it might be a little lofty but yeah why not shoot for higher things okay so let's then compare Brady Manic and Pete Nance now I said last week that as we've looked at several statistical areas Pete Nance either measures up or passes Brady this category though doesn't touch him this is Brady Manic, and this is why it's so hard to lose Brady this is the critical stat category where Brady just wins out over Pete without thinking about it. Um, it. It's hard to project precisely, though, what that difference is because of, again, the higher volume of threes that Pete Nance will take under Hubert Davis. For example, Brady Manic took 243 threes last season. 243 three-point attempts. That's 56 more than his highest total attempts in a single season at Oklahoma. And it was his highest percentage ever. So you look at what Brady did last year and you say, man, I don't know that Pete can get there. But also, Brady's playing out of where he had been before. But Pete Nance's highest number of attempts is lower than Mannix's lowest number of attempts ever. And so... We're going to have to see how this scales up. That's a big, big question mark coming in to the season. And this is a critical question. Critical because he's not just filling in. Pete Nance is stepping into the role of the person who made the most threes for Carolina last season, which, by the way, is second in the Carolina record book for most in a season. And so, yikes. So let's look at who needs to take a leap. The biggest leap has to come for me from R.J. Davis uh pete nance yes but rj davis he's got to be the one that helps caleb love replace brady mannick's production not pete nance and that's where the twist is for me let's not expect pete nance to step in and make 98 threes like brady mannick did last year let's let rj davis climb up and then pete nance can maybe try to climb up to those 66 threes that rj made last year that's that's the switch for me so for rj 66 was great last season but that doesn't compare to the 90-plus that Manic and Love each connected on. He has to make this 24 to 30 more made three-point jump. I, I think Caleb will likely stay in the 90s, assuming how many games Carolina plays next year. We're going to have to wait and see that. Remember, counting stats, they're going to grow the further and the deeper you go into a season. Um Again, I just don't think Pete Nance is the guy to join Caleb Love in the 90s. I think that Nance can get to what Davis got to last year. And um, Nance hit 42. Add the Hubert Davis volume effect. That could equal 24 more getting Nance to 66. But RJ has to take a huge leap. I'm expecting that. Puff Johnson. Again, he was 6 for 26. Could he grow that by 19? Could Puff? He's going to play more. He's going to get more shots. He's going to be trusted more. Could he make 25 threes? Depends on opportunity, and it depends on success. Kerwin Walton made 23 last year. Again, Carolina needs someone to, to slide into that role, that, that mid-20s made threes. That was the fourth leading on the team. Maybe that could be Puff. Or maybe it could be Leaky Black. Leaky hit 17 last year. I legitimately think he could make It's not a crazy jump to make eight more threes this year and hit 25 himself. So maybe it's Puff, maybe it's Leaky, maybe it's both of them getting into the mid-20s. That would be phenomenal. DeMarco Dunn is an interesting question mark, as we've already said. He was 3 of 15 last year, dealing with that freshman difficulty. Could he hit 10 this year, I think he's capable of more than that, but I think it's going to be playing time and opportunities what's going to hold him back from making many more than that. Uh, some of the other guys, I'm not expecting much from Baycott or or Styles or McCoy. Baycott, I think he'll finish with fewer than five made threes. Carolina doesn't need much from him. Again, that can be a professional pursuit for Armando. Go make your threes in the pros when you're getting, uh, you know, doing that job, but. At Carolina, you need others to do that so you can operate inside. I I just think Carolina has to continue to pursue that. Styles and McCoy, I would think they would both get in the 5 to 10 range. Uh, maybe, Maybe less, maybe combined 10, something like that. But again, not expecting much from either of those three scholarship guys. So, bottom line and bold predictions. Here you go. Bottom line, the Tar Heels under Hubert Davis are only going to keep taking more and more and more attempts from three. I know we had a small sample size last year, but it's who Hubert Davis is. It's who Jeff Lebo is. This one you can take to the bank and embrace, even though there's only one year of it. Bottom line is Carolina has to find someone with Brady Mannix's level of consistency and volume. That, friends, that's a difficult combination that don't grow on trees. Caleb Love is probably going to be one of those two people, but he can't take on everything else that Brady did because he was already at that crazy level himself. Again, both both these two guys, only three games without a made three last year. <sighs> I mean, it's got to be Caleb Love to be the dude, right? He he needs to get just a little bit of a leap to do what Brady did last year. 27 games, again, with multiple threes last year. Only three games without a three. And so he's he's got to be brady but then he needs that wingman that he played last year who's that going to be what's going to happen well the goal for carolina is to get back me for me the target is 300 made threes um how how does carolina do it right that's how many they made last year the third time this is going to be the fourth time they do it so what's the path to 300 how can they achieve that I'm going to say 90 made threes each for Love, and I'm going to say R.J. Davis makes that jump, and so they each make, let's just say, right at 90. Just round numbers for this exercise. That's 183s. threes. That, that's a great start. You only need 120 more from the rest of your roster. I'm going to say 60 for Pete Nance. Maybe he doesn't get to R.J.'s level, but, you know, a, a little bit of a jump there from the 42 he made at Northwestern last year. That gets Carolina to 240 made threes. What if leaky and puff each make 20 right that's not a huge dump that's three more for leaky 14 more for puff that's 40 more that gets you to 280 that that combination i talked about of baycott styles and mccoy not expecting much from them so if the three of them could combine to make 10 that gets you up to to to, to 290 demarco dunn I, i again with playing time with opportunity I think he can maybe hit 10 and that gets you to 300 and we haven't even talked then about the four freshmen. So again, I said, what if the freshmen could combine to hit 20 that in this little exercise of hypothesizing the path to 300, if everybody can do what I've asked them to do, and I think some will do more. I think some will do less. That gets you to 320. I think that's a very, so I think that 300 threshold is very achievable for next season. All right, let's finish on three bold predictions for three-point shooting. See it? Love it. Got it. Number one, for the first time in UNC history, 40% of this team's field goal attempts are going to be three-pointers. It's not a big jump from last year, 38, right? There we go. Bold prediction number two, the second straight team with three players to each make 60 or more threes. And I'm going to say it'll be Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, and Pete Nance. And then the third bold prediction, we are going to have our second-ever Tar Heel to hit triple digits in made threes. And that'll be Caleb Love getting to that century mark and joining Justin Jackson. Woo! Going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on uh, Tar Heels. Coming up tomorrow... Pat Kilby and I, we're looking at the man Armando Baycott, his tenure in Chapel Hill this last year coming ahead. Maybe last year, maybe one more. It's going to be his last year, let's be honest. Thank you so much for joining me, hanging out. Ah man, it's so good. I'd love if you would subscribe to the show, smash the like button, leave comments on your thoughts about all this three point shooting. What do you think about my bold predictions? Did you get Trivia Tuesday right? Love to hear that. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen. Post Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on Tuesday. I hope it's a great day for you. Can't wait to be back tomorrow talking about Mr. Baycott together. But until then, I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a target until tomorrow, peace.